welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, have you brushed your teeth? I I mean, that seems like a very personal question. The answer <laughs> is actually no. Um, <laughs> so the reason I bring this up, the reason I bring this up, I'm one of those weirdos that before I stream or record, I have to brush my teeth. And I don't okay. know why. I don't know why. And like, you know, when you have new toothpaste? And it's just weird, and it feels weird in your mouth, and I can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> but I needed to bring it up and share my pain with somebody else, and the listeners, of course. Well, now, I need to clarify as to why I haven't, so people don't just think I'm gross. <laughs> I, I've i not been up for very long. I've been trying to do, like, I've been trying to look after myself properly over the last couple of weeks, sort of get my meds sorted, get my head sorted, mm-hmm. get myself dressing correctly, and I finally joined a gym. Was oh, it? nice. it's, it's, it's like a full leisure center. It's got like badminton and squash and swimming pool mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So a couple of days ago, I went up there. I, For those of you who don't know, I suffer with chronic pain syndromes. So I've been stuck with that for the last decade. So exercise is quite hard for me. And all my physiotherapists and stuff like that were like, why don't you try aquarobics? And I'm like, what oh. that thing that old ladies do when they they get a little bit overweight and don't want to do actual exercise. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be good for you. There goes half our listeners. (laughs) Um, But it was actually a really intense workout. Really? Okay. Really. Because again, as much as like you're using the water to keep yourself buoyant and take the pressure off Mm. all your joints and stuff, you're then fighting against the water to do anything. So yeah, a fairly intense workout. And then yesterday... I went up and actually did a gym workout and I had a sort of private instructor speak to me because again, I had this gym induction and they were like, oh, do you have any health problems that may cause issues? I was like, Haha, sit down, let me tell you. <laughs> How long uh, have you got? Yeah, it was pretty much. And he was like, okay, that sounds like, do me a favor, just don't pick up any weights. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> wow, I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't okay. intending to. And I sort of told him that I used to do parkour and I used to do rugby and things like that. Right. And when we did that, it was very much... Um, own body weight training. So you mm-hmm. use your own body, you're doing pull-ups and chin-ups and stuff like that. That's kind of the weight training that you do. And he went, fantastic. Yeah. We have all this gear that can allow you to do that. Here's a box, do press-ups on it, do squats on it. Here's a big like jungle gym thing that you can do your pull-ups on. Do a little circuit here, do it for half an hour, and I'll come back and see how dead you are. And I thought right. he was joking. <laughs> and then 25 minutes in, I'm standing there going, I'm going to throw up on this. And it's not going to be pretty. And no. I just, I just want to, I just want to go home, and I want to sleep, and I want to cry, and uh, everything hurts. And uh, yeah, so I slept most of today, and no, I haven't had a chance to brush my teeth yet. Thank you very much for bringing that up. I appreciate it. <laughs> we will. Well, I, I'm not going to lie, got it. But towards the end of that, I was like, oh, this is like a, a really like heartwarming story of you know you taking control and you know you 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 sorting out your physical health. I completely forgot about the toothbrush, the toothpaste thing. So thank you for reminding me on at the end because I can completely forgot. Little now. steps at a time. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we are what as of recording this forty two days away. hours, two days away from the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So can we get another hype check? How hyped are you? Um, Was it an eight last time? It was, I think it was like a 9.5. Oh, wow. Okay. 
I think, I don't know, maybe maybe my brain's done that thing where, y- you know, as you get closer to something, you're like, oh, well, just don't worry about it. It'll be here. Yeah. So there's no point yes. getting hyped up or get yourself worked up about it. In fact, over the last couple of days, I started stressing about it because I knew how much work I'd have to do once the I game actually came out. Because yeah, it's like yeah. eight-hour streams all weekend, plus trying to write scripts and get those sent over and recorded and sent over to Lewis before anybody else gets them out, which is definitely not going to happen because I know full well that every other creator under the sun has either got the game early because they ordered through Amazon, has got the game early because Pokemon sent it to them, or has gone out their way to download the ROM, which we don't recommend here. Don't do that. But like, they're all ahead of me already. And I was sat here going, do I... Do 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 I break my own rules? Do I break my own ethics and go and like look at all the leaks and download mm. the game early? That thing that I've been Ooh. fighting against all this time just to be competitive in this niche that I found myself in in YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, or it, it's, do I just play the game when it comes out like a normal person and just enjoy it? Just, just enjoy, enjoy the experience it. and the journey. And I, I get, I get it because like I. I, I I get what you mean because it's difficult because part of part of me is thinking okay if you are going to if 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 you are going to grow even further then everything is going to be scarlet and violet so either you make the choice of you have to try and get out early in order to monopolize on that and hopefully beat out some of the competition or you don't and you run the risk of your videos just get caught up with everything else and everyone else creating content for it. And I learned this with Sword and Shield where, you know, d- day of release, I was streaming it and I was getting the regular amount of viewers. Like, it, it didn't make a difference. However, if I'd have been playing it maybe 24 hours, 48 hours beforehand, like, probably more people would have jumped on and watched me. And it's the same for your theory videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably the same for my my challenge videos. I want to do a couple of challenge videos, uh, probably solo runs of Scarlet and Violet. And I know exactly what's going to happen because I'm going to be so far behind. I'm going to choose a Pokemon, get three quarters of the way through the game. And then the next day I'll see a video going, can you beat Pokemon Scarlet and Violet using only a Boy Coco? <laughs> and I'm like, well, well, what's the point? Well, yeah, that's that's my time wasted unfortunately so it's hard it really is hard especially when i today on twitter i saw because i've hardly been on twitter because i am trying to avoid spoilers because i have had nothing spoiled for me nothing yeah Uh, outside of the trailers which i don't consider them spoilers but whatever um you you do you um like i saw this who was it there was a big pokemon content at johnstone i think already has as of today but the tweet might have been yesterday i I didn't look at the timestamp um he's already got the dual pack and that puts him what three days ahead in terms of content creation like that's massive that's absolutely massive that means instead of dropping you know a theory video or some kind of challenge video you know maybe the weekend of he could potentially drop it on launch day yeah yeah absolutely it's and huge. It, and it is, it's it's a very competitive space that we found ourselves in. And mm. I did start thinking to myself, like, I never wanted to do this. <laughs> this was not part of the plan when I started making videos during COVID just to keep myself mm-hmm. sane. I didn't want to be yeah. competing with other content creators. That was never what I had in mind. And it's it's almost, you kind of find yourself stuck in this little bubble of like, I cannot do it. 
then I just don't see any results at all. Yeah. Or I can try and do it and push myself really hard to get things out really quickly and try and stay competitive. But the truth is, I just can't keep up with the people who can hire five, six, yes. seven different editors to get all these videos Agreed. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely understand. I mean, it is it is infuriating the fact that I know I could pay someone and do to do the editing, so I just create it. Sorry, I, I just do the filming, record the script, and go right. Okay, over to you. You've got forty eight hours to do it. The problem is, like, this is a hobby for me. I don't want to be putting money into something that I might not get money out of, especially considering I'm not monetized on YouTube yet, and any income i get is typically typically through donations or over on twitch and people subscribing to me but anything it's it's just difficult it really is just difficult to keep ahead of what you are doing and to kind of make the decisions that you think are right i think you're absolutely like your theory videos are absolutely fantastic although i haven't watched the latest one mainly because i've got a horrible feeling you're probably right <laughs> if you are right i don't want to i don't want to get to this amazing climax in scarlet and violet and go oh yeah this is what connor told me <laughs> like i don't I, I want to experience it and then go back and watch the video and go okay right was he right and you know how how right were you yeah. um but like it's it it really is difficult. Like a lot of my growth over the past two months has been content that I recorded two years ago. Like oh, really? how does the, how does my Radical Red um live stream series that I did the first time back when Radical Red didn't hadn't long been out. So it's not even like people are watching a recent Radical Red stream. They're watching something from about two years ago, and it it's got something like six hundred hours watch time which nice which i'm like okay this is great i've gained something like 30 subscribers from it great but how the heck do i like capitalize on on this because i'm not doing radical red content on youtube anymore suddenly i'm you know when you start second guessing yourself and thinking maybe people just want to see me do more challenging stuff maybe which made what? me go down the route of maybe i do more challenge videos but they take so much time to record write a script record the audio, edit the audio, pull together the video and get it out there. It's, it's a massive job. So do you remember it was like one of the first episodes we ever did of this podcast of saying yeah. like, what got us into YouTube? And one of the mm. first thing we said, like our bit of advice for other creators is, if you want to make a Pokemon channel, you better love it. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> this is hard work and it will make you hate this game. Mm -hmm. There you go. Confirmed. Confirmed. Right. Let's move on to the main couple of things that we're going to talk about. Obviously, we have not played the game. We can't really give a review or thoughts on it, but we do have a little bit of news to kick us off this week. Connor, do you want to tell us about the what, what you want to talk about? So the big news this week is Pokemon Trading Card Game Live has finally got a global beta. It is still in beta. The game is not finished technically although it's an online game so technically it'll never be finished it'll always have updates and things like that mm -hmm. but you can still expect bugs and things now any of you who have been following this story for a long time will know that pokemon live was uh a bit of a mess it was it was not great when it first came out it looked ugly it played really poorly uh, they like squished the cards down when they were on Ooh. the bench and things like that it was not it was not good and the problem is there was such a limited 
uh, user base, yeah. and then a lot of those dropped off and went back to PTCGO, that you just couldn't find games. It oh. was not fantastic. No. Okay. They have addressed a lot of the issues that people brought up. Um, the art style has changed. The layout of the board has changed. I'm pretty sure the flashbang has gone, as it was uh, referred to as tricky by as it was referred to as by Tricky Jim, which was whenever What's... you pulled. A, so whenever you pulled a f- prize card, there yeah. was just a big flashbang that went off in your face, like "Woohoo, you got a prize <laughs> card!" And it was really bright and really distracting. Okay. So, so they they've adjusted a lot of that. You can now play Pokemon TCG live wherever it's on Android, it's on iOS, it's on PC, okay. and okay. Uh, it's now available worldwide. So is it is it literally just a skin over overhaul? So it is literally just a fresh coat of paint, or has there been any quality of life improvements? Do you know? So there is one great big improvement that okay. I think the franchise has been needing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you've ever played PTCGO, you've come across the trading system. Oh, yes. Because there's no microtransactions in the game. You're not allowed to buy cards. The only way to get cards is to go out and buy packs, get which card I codes. Like. I which like I like that. I like as well. Yeah. But you then, you could either buy packs in games, or you could buy packs in real life and put the mm-hmm. codes in. And then the cards you had, you could take onto the trading boards and set up your trades. And you'd have to, like, track the market value of certain cards and play you'd basically play in the stock market with digital cards it was a nightmare and it right. was really hard to get into and get mm-hmm. good deals on things unless you really knew what you were doing okay um the other thing is as well was the ladder yeah they didn't have a actual like ladder system they didn't have like oh you're a you're a gold player you're a platinum player you're a diamond player you couldn't like rise up the ranks or anything like that they just had the ladder where if you completed if you won so many games you got to unlock packs and eventually a big prize card at the end right but what would happen is people would go into games they'd complete the challenges and just drop out yeah or if they looked like they were losing they just scoop they just scoop up the cards, end the game, just be like, I'm done playing now. So what ended up happening is you'd have lots of games where you'd start, people would see it's an unfavorable matchup, and just dip. They'd just be like, I just don't want to play. Ugh. Because there was, no, there was no downside to doing that. There was only an upside uh, okay. for winning. So right, you only okay. played games that you were likely to win. Ooh, okay. So two big things that have changed in Pokemon Live mm-hmm. is we have an actual ranked ladder now. Okay. So you have ranked mode where you can go up and down in ranks, which is great. That's going to create such a different atmosphere where people aren't just yeah. going to scoop up every five seconds. And the other thing is there's now, I, I'm going to refer to it as dusting, because, you know, I think the first one to do it was um, Hearthstone, where if you buy, you still, you still know microtransactions, but okay. if you buy packs in games or add codes into the game, as soon as you have more than four of any type of card, the card becomes dust. So you, oh, get, you okay. get a certain value of dust that you can then trade over to create other cards. I so there's like no that. trading anymore. It's just using oh, your own okay. assets to build the decks you want. And it I means that, that you can build these decks a lot faster. Yes. You can be competitive a lot quicker. And you can expect to see a lot more competitive decks on the ladder. Okay, I absolutely love this because 
I went through a phase where I was playing the the Pokemon TCG online and really, really enjoying it. I in I bought some physical packs w- uh-huh. um, to play with my daughter, so some of the pre-built decks. So I probably had about eight or nine decks built into Pokemon TCG. And they were great for just battling other people who were also using those type of decks. It works really well. I made the mistake once of going into a tournament that was basically a free fall. You could choose, you could build your own deck, which meant mm-hmm. that I straight away were coming across like, you know, Crobat, VMAX, GMAX, whatever the heck they're called. And I got absolutely white like i i was embarrassed with how shoddy my deck was but on the flip side i i really couldn't be bothered having to really try and build one of these uber competitive decks even though you know the little cards that you get in the physical packs Mm -hmm. i counted them a month or two ago i have over a hundred cards of a mix of single packs decks the t- the tins that you buy and everything and one of the reasons i've been there's two reasons i've been holding off on it one is surely there's some kind of video i can create there with having so many and the second was okay i, I really don't get how putting all these is going to benefit me if i'm just pulling a load of rubbish cards however with this this dust mechanic that you've mentioned because i used to love hearthstone great game until it got a little bit too much going on in terms of trying to keep up with the meta so I eventually just bowed out of that but i did like that kind of system where you know excess cards weren't useless they provided some kind of value so suddenly those hundred card cards that i've got that will enable me to get multiple pokemon i might have to spend an afternoon like just plugging them all in just to get a load of dust to build some kind of decent team and that might actually get me back into it because I do want to I do want to play with custom decks, but there's a lot of legwork that will go into okay, what mons, you know, sync well with other mons, like getting the balance right between mons, energy cards, and the support cards. Um whereas just using a, a pre-built deck is really easy. They they work most of the time as long as you are battling other people with pre-built decks. This might get me back into this, actually. So and... two big things to note. Okay. One is the decks you're now provided at the start of PTCG Live, you get a whole bunch and they're not structure decks st- uh, style. They're okay. actual decks. Like they're not full powered, they're not they've not got four copies of some of the bigger cards, but they've got a lot of staple cards in them okay. that will be used in every other deck. They've got a lot of powerful cards even if they're just one-offs that you can then add to later. So you've got the basis of something already there for you to play with. Which is better than the original where the starter decks you got were garbage. And they were always garbage. Yes. Yes. Like the only reason the starter decks and the structure decks were ever useful was because you could play against other structure decks. Yeah. Whereas the structure deck format is now kind of gone as far as the TCG is concerned. Um, They moved on to V battle decks and things like that, which are a completely different level. And not really, they're not good enough to be competitive, but they're not bad enough to be within the structure deck format. Okay. So it's it's a little bit odd. The other thing as well was you collected a lot of celebrations, right? Oh, yes. So celebrations, remember how this dusting mechanic works. As soon as you yep. have more than four of any card, mm-hmm. everything else becomes dust. 
Now, depending on the rarity of that card, depending on whether it's a, a, a normal value, a rare, an ultra rare, a hollow, reverse hollow, all that kind of stuff, the dust value is different. Okay. Celebrations, there was only 24 cards in that entire pack. There were, yeah. And they were all hollow rares. Oh, okay. So, so the, the, likelihood really... of you, the likelihood of you getting multiple sets of the same card is exponentially higher. Okay. And the value of each of those cards is very high as well. So if you okay. want to have lots of dust to begin with, go and grab lots and lots of codes for Pokemon Celebrations. Okay. The other one, because that's going to dry up very quickly, the other option is Pokemon Go, which again was a mini set. Mm. There's not a lot of cards in there. It's worth picking up to get those. The, the, the only time when you're fishing for uh, duplicates. Yeah. Because like the the physical, so I I got back into the TCG when um, uh, we're in lockdown. I had loads of disposable income, and I started collecting this Sword and Shield uh, base deck. Um, and to start with, it makes sense just to buy the packs because if you can get them cheap enough on offer or whatever, you don't typically get many duplicates. But obviously, the more you build a deck or build that what you need to complete the set suddenly you know you can buy card packs and you get all duplicates they're mm -hmm. useless you've wasted money and there's nothing with the physical cards you can really do with them other than maybe bundle them together and try and rip somebody else and flog them to them um the digital side doesn't have that it doesn't have that downside if you get duplicates yes you want so many duplicates if you're building a deck online but then past that they're not wasted. You can use it to get the cards that you want. I I love this. I love this mechanic. Um, what? So obviously we've spoken about the dusting mechanic, and they've got a kind of ladder mechanic. Did you say mm -hmm. for for ranking? What about tournaments? Do we know if they're still on it? So as far as I'm aware, tournaments are still taking place in PTCGO, which is okay. the old client. Yes. Um, and may do for some time. So. There is an option when you boot up PTCG Live mm -hmm. to uh, migrate your cards. So okay. if you have um, any unopened packs in PTCGO, they will decide whether you've got like, I think it's something silly like 0 to 50, 50 to 100, 100 to 150 or something like that. I forget the exact values and I apologize. Um, they will give you so much uh, dust and stuff for them. Okay. And then any cards you have will move over. Anything over any duplicates you have over four are just gone. Right. Okay. I so you, so, so you can migrate over or you can start fresh. The thing is, you can migrate at any time. So my recommendation is pick up the game if you want to, obviously. Pick up the game, play PTCG Live on its own for a little while. And then if you decide, no, this is the client for me, this is the only way I want to play this game, then consider migrating across. Okay. Are we thinking this eventually, the the live version, like the, the original version is going to get phased out? It's it's done. Yeah. No, yeah. this is the direction Pokemon want yeah. to go. This is yeah. their new client. This is what is intended to compete with uh, the new Yu-Gi-Oh one. Is it Master Jewel? Yu-Gi-Oh has. I haven't got this a is supposed to compete with MTG Arena and Hearthstone. Okay. I don't think it's up to the standards of any of those, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Like they are gorgeous looking uh, games, yes. but at the same time, 
no microtransactions. So, yes. Swings and roundabouts, really. Yeah, it, it, it probably... They, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this because the, the Pokemon company is minted, but if we have to... If not having microtransactions means that the the coat of paint isn't as clean as some of the other games, I'm okay with that. I really am. I don't want... It was one of the issues with Hearthstone where it's like, to keep up with the meta, you basically had to start paying... They got to a point where it was like, yeah, you need to start paying money now, whether or not it's buying the card packs or um, there were there were like limited time events that you could get involved in and playing through that meant you unlocked cards. But from what I remember, you couldn't earn enough points to get into every one of those, which meant that you were always losing out on on some cards. It's been a long time since I played it, so it's not fresh in my head, which which was infuriating because the the UI of Hearthstone and the way you played it was beautiful. Like having to drag the cards to attack and like the, the kind of combos where you're just dragging everything all over the place and setting things up. And the fact that, you know, while you're waiting for your opponent's turn, you could be like clicking on the board and the little things like would, you know, fire cannons or you could turn on a waterfall or something. Just little neat little additions like that. That I'm looking at Pokemon uh, TCG Live now and it doesn't seem to be that quality. It looks good enough. Um, but obviously the more people that jump in, the more people that enjoy this, the more likely that they're going to continue to develop and update it and change it. And let's be honest with you, the original TCG Online needed an update. I I, I played that again about two, three years ago, downloaded it, thought, I wonder what's changed. I logged in, I was, and I, I just oh, remember nothing. thinking, oh, it's exactly the same as I left it, to the point where, honestly, my, my first thought was, I'm going to try and connect online, and it's going to go, now you've got an old version of this game, you know, you've got one that's 10 years out of date, what are you doing? And no, playing against other people in the tournament. And I just could not believe that it hadn't been updated in so long to the point where I like it still had the kind of like 2D cartoony pictures of the of the avatars. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just there's thought, 3D avatars now. Yes. They are a nightmare fuel. Yeah, they don't look... I, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't like the cartoons from the original, the anime-style cartoons. I'm not sure I like the, the, the 3D models either, to be quite honest with you. They are... They're interesting, to say the least. It was a choice that got made. It's not one I agree with. <laughs> That's one way to say it, isn't it? So, um, I, I will be picking this up. I want to give it a try. Is it just something that you can literally just download? Yep. Download and install on, as I say, iOS, Android, or your PC. I am going to be all over that. Shall we move on to the main topic, maybe? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Yeah. I mean, there's no news this week, other than the fact that, you know, game comes out. Um, So we just thought we'd cover the last couple of questions that we had, like they're still burning in the back of our mind, as well as possibly... What our teams may look like. Yeah. Should we start with the teams first? Let's do it. Have you got yours set? So I've... If you go through the six, and then we'll go back and go over why you... Okay, okay. So, yes, I've got my six, but I this might change. I might just end up in 
roaming around and going, I want that Pokemon. Never seen that Pokemon before. I want it. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. And so, starter, I'm still undecided. I say undecided on. I, I'm, I'm getting Fuecoco. But in an ideal world, I want Quaxley as well. But Pokemon Home isn't available, which would rely on me trading. So I don't. I think I think my community is quite nice, and I might be able to get both Fuecoco and Quaxley. I really don't care about the grass cat. I'm not a, a cat person at all. But in okay. ideal in ideal world, two of the three two of the three starters are on my team straight off the bat. Okay. Um, up next, Cerule Edge. Yes, I know there's some coverage. Like I've got two fire types there, but like. Cerule Edge looks amazing. It looks fantastic. Um, and then my next Pokemon, again, I'm doubling up on typings, which I don't normally do, but this is a team based on they look quirky and cool. Gimme Ghoul. Like, I actually want the 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 chest form so bad. I, I love it. I don't know what I think. It's just, it's, just, it's just shiny. I think that's what attracts me to it. It's just a shiny, beautiful-looking chest. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Whooper, the Paldean version. I I want this mon because I cannot wait to see what Quagsire looks like. I I re I'm a bit gut because I do like Quagsire, normal Quagsire. However, it gets outclassed in every way by Swampert. So I'm looking for I'm looking forward to having it a ground poison type yes. instead. Yes, yes. And then finally Fido because who doesn't love a, a fairy dog Pokemon? That's fair. It's a good squad. A little bit of type overlap there for me, yeah. for me, for my own necking. Go on, go on. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a squad. Okay, it is. Uh, what about yours? At the moment, my starter is Sprigatito. So I okay. am, I am a fan of Grass Cat. I think okay. it looks adorable, and I have mentioned many times how its little expressions during the cutscenes are great. Yeah. Uh, secondly, Grievard. Yeah, it's I got, get that. Big old ghost doggo. Got to be yep. done. I can't wait to see this thing evolve. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yes. Um, Fido. Yep. I've brought up a couple of times that I'm not the biggest fan of Fido. I think mm -hmm. his nose is the wrong color. Um, I don't like the fact that it's squishy and wet. That makes me feel a little bit gross. But I feel <laughs> like it's going to evolve into something great. If it's anything like Yamper, its evolved form will be nothing like his pre-evolved form. And we could just have a very nice fairy dog yeah I um grafii on the team i love its punk yeah. aesthetic i love that skull faced gas mask thing it's got going on oh, i love its hoodie i love its little fringe sticking out mm -hmm. it's amazing and i it, it's still one of my favorite theory videos that grafii was in was like oh could we possibly have like pokemon actually interacting with the environment and with each other and things like that yeah so it has to be on the team um armor rouge it's really annoying. I really wanted Cerule Edge, but Cerule Edge is Fire Ghost type. Mm -hmm. I already have Grievard, so Armor Rouge it is because it's yeah. Fire Psychic instead, and there's no overlap there. And the last Pokemon, this might be a stretch, but I want the Great Tusk. I okay. Want, I, I, want, I want Past Form Donphan. I don't know if we can get it. I don't know when we can get it, but I want it. And uh, okay. I, yeah, I so decided to add it into my team just in case. I understand that. I get that. I so do you think they are just randomly roaming around, or it's a Don fan you can evolve, or do you think it's a bit like Cloth? It's a it's one of the Titan Pokemon. You asked me not to 
You told me you weren't going to watch my video because you didn't want <laughs> to find Wait, out if I was right I, or not. I, <laughs> I haven't. So is that ba- if I just like... That's basically what the video is about, yeah. Oh, is, is where, it? Where we will find the Great Tusk Pokemon and win. Oh, okay. I'm st- I'm still not going to watch the video. They're not yet. I, I, if I'm coming into this and I'm guessing things right, I'm happy. I don't want... I don't... Connor, I love you. I love your videos. I don't want to. I don't want to risk just having things taken away from me. But that's fair. So the the Donphan evolution, the the Great Tusk. I don't think it's an evolution. Do you not? No, I think it's a variant. Effectively, I think it's like a past oh. variant and a future variant. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think it's an evolution at all. I can. I get I, I can understand that actually. That does make sense because over time, Pokemon would just evolve. And I don't mean like how they evolve in the games, but they would change. We've already seen it with Hisuian yeah. Pokemon. We have, yes, actually. Good point. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. So your Pokemon, was was there any that you didn't explain why you're choosing them? Uh not really. I mean, there's the cat, there's the knight, there's the the dog, the dog, dog the, the monkey, dog, the dog, the monkey. And what was the last and, one? And the Dom fan. That was it. That was it. I'm, I'm still convinced, Grievard, we are getting Cerberus esque third form I evolution, hope so. like Hydreigon. So. Like, why would we not? Like that, that surely, surely that's what we're getting. But I guess we shall see. So, is this team set in stone? Oh, oh, absolutely not. It's okay. These are the only Pokemon we've had access to currently. Yeah. So that's what the team is based off of. I yeah. will no doubt. I've got 200 Pokeballs at the start of my game because I bought the double pack. So I get to run Ooh. around and just be like, oh, look at that. Mine. Oh, look at that. Mine. I'm <laughs> going to be go in this game. Yes. Yeah. Just catching absolutely everything and anything. And this is the perfect, this is the perfect game for me because it, even if I'm not streaming, I'm and because I'm going to stream and progress the story on stream, but there's so much I'm going to be able to do when I'm not streaming. So I don't have to go, I've just finished the stream. I've got to wait like three or four days before I can stream it again. And I can't do anything. This is the perfect game like Legends Arceus where I can go out and catch. I can go out and level up. I can go out and get items and, you know, find rare Pokemon, terrestrialized Pokemon. I, I, oh, I cannot, I cannot wait but I still have questions, as I'm sure you do as well. But of course. So, have you got any burning questions that you you just need need the answer? Can I do the story with multiplayer? Yes. Yes. It, that's, that's that's it for me. I don't care about anything else at this point. Yeah. Just want to know if I can do the story with my friends and like run in and do a big raid on on, on a on a team star base with mm. all my pals and just wreck shop. Can I do it? Agreed. And funnily enough, my number one thing that I've got here is functionality and limitations of multiplayer. There, there are that we honestly, I thought we would get a multiplayer overview of some kind that delved deeper into what you can do. Um, especially considering we have seen other online multiplayer games where it's almost built around the multiplayer there's a lot you can do in the multiplayer where it's all about oh you want to go on this mission you can bring along your friends with you um i still don't think we're getting that but i hope i'm proved wrong i hope that it is a case of 
oh, you 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 want to take on this Titan Pokemon? Yeah, you can try and do it on your own, but maybe it's easier if you team up with friends. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My second thing that I kind of want to know is egg hatching. They've confirmed that you can mysteriously find eggs when you are doing the picnic, but they still haven't confirmed if this is the only way or is it just an addition to the typical breeding mechanic that is done via the daycare center. Mm-hmm. I hope it's an addition. I hope this isn't yes. the only way to breed because like, that's a one in six chance. Or if you invite your friends over, a one in 12 chance of getting the right Pokemon egg. Yeah, it's not it, It's not great. And I'm sure there will be methods to increase the odds and get what you want. Um, however... Like if, it's, if, it, if it's an additional method with, like, increased shiny odds... Yes, Or great. an easier way to get, like, egg moves on the Pokemon and stuff like that, fair. Yes. Absolutely okay with it. But if it's the only way to breed, oh, not sure about that one. I'm not. They would have to... If it was the only way, there would have to be ways to improve odds, whether or not it is, you know, creating certain types of food or having the right type of Pokemon or, I don't know, some kind of functionality that may, where at the start it feels, oh, this is really unfair and random, but then it's actually, the mechanic is quite deep and it's like, okay, if you have the right items or you do the right things, then you are more likely to get the Pokemon that you want with the better EVs, the better abilities, the better moves, you know, more likely to be a shiny. We we shall wait and see. Um, the next big one for me, um, level scaling. I don't think that's a, a shock or a surprise. I, I so want to know if and this how. is one that I have heard confirmed by someone who has the game early. Okay. I don't know whether people consider that a spoiler or not, because Ooh. it's not been officially announced. Okay, okay It okay, has okay, come okay. from people who have played the game early. But we have had that answered. Okay. If I want to know, and I'm sure other people might want to know, if you don't want to know, skip ahead by about, what, 60 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no level scaling for the gyms. What a shock. That's, that's, <laughs> it's disappointing. The fact that, like, when did Silver and Gold and Heart, Gold and Soul Silver come out and they didn't have level scaling and we're still here? We're still not implementing that? I I don't get it. I really do not get it. Um, I, I don't know how you can have an open world game without it. No, honestly. I I don't. I'm not surprised by that answer. I think. But I we're now going to move on. As if it we're was now going to move on. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so 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 so. Um, differences between the two games, other than professors and version exclusive Pokemon. Like, there's got to be more. There's sure. I. Mm, Again, you don't want to watch my videos, so I don't <laughs> right. So we know, right? Okay, so we know Death. the Scarlet and Violet book are different. We yes. know you're going to get different. In one mm -hmm. game, you're going to get the past form of Pokemon. In one game, you're going to get the future form of Pokemon. Yes, I think that's going to be tied to story. I think oh, finding I think so. them is going to be a whole story event, and I think it actually might be post game. Okay, okay, right. Which would mean that the two games effectively have completely different post games that's massive if they that's, do that's that, a hope yeah yeah that would be massive um because then it, it the, so most pokemon games i don't buy both versions i don't believe you should buy both versions for the most part like some people might 
have the money or they might go, you know what, Sword and Shield, there's different gym leaders. I want to experience that. That is enough for me to warrant getting both of them. It's not for me. And that's just a personal preference. Yeah, however, really different gyms. That was really sad that like Melanie and Gordy's gyms are exactly the same. One's just in yes. sand and the other yes. one's in snow. So it wasn't like they, it was a completely different experience. It was just, I, you start to do the same puzzle. It's just but, different coating. Yes, pre- pretty much. Um, which is why it wasn't enough to, to justify it for me. However, if you're telling me that, okay, not only are the professors different, potentially that impacts on the story post-game. Like suddenly I'm there thinking, maybe I should have bought both of those games. Maybe. Um, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, I, I'm, this is that, this is the first Pokemon game where I've thought, well, maybe I do want both of them, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off for now until I've at least completed Scarlet and then I'll go from there. Uh, Violet, sorry. And then go from there. Fair enough. I mean, I've bought both games already. So, and uh, my mate, in fact, not only have I bought both games, two Mm -hmm. of my mates, so Lewis has bought Scarlet and my other friend who lives around the corner from me has bought, no, other way around. Lewis bought Violet and my mate around the corner from me has bought Scarlet. She didn't even have a Switch. She just decided, you know what, I want this. I'm going to go buy a Switch and Pokemon Scarlet (laughs) day of release. That's dedication. Wow. wow, wow. Are they getting the the one that's like a custom... Deco no, or whatever it is. No. no. Oh. There there was there was the question and then realized like the price difference. It's like, well, why is this switch better? It's like, because it's got a bigger screen, it's OLED, and it has an Ethernet port. And she's like, I'm only gonna play it on my TV. I was like, well, just get a normal switch. Well, then. Just, just get that. That's all that's save, all you need. save yourself 60 quid and just get a normal switch. And the normal switch, still a great console, in my opinion. It gets more use than any other console or pc that i have in the house love it. it's the only console in my house i i don't think you can go wrong with that it's it's a fantastic console um another question i have is um status conditions are we bringing over any of the mechanics from pokemon legends arceus so dropping sleep for drowsy and dropping frozen for frostbite mm. drowsy i'm not fussed about i do i that for me that for me felt the what like sleep was the one that I don't think needed a change, but I did love the frostbite mechanic. I think it was frostbite, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and how like burn lowers physical attack. There's now something that lowers special, special, and freeze and sleep function in a similar way anyway. In terms of you can't act, and after so many turns, you either wake up or you're th- thaw out. So for me, I was like, those two are kind of similar. Don't really need both of them, so I'm happy with how they changed it to Frostbite, personally. See, it's interesting, because Frozen is one of the most busted mechanics, and I'm surprised it's lasted in Pokemon as long yeah. as it has. Um, the idea that every single turn you have... Well, I can't remember what the percentage chance is, but it rolls over every single yeah. turn. It's not like, oh, I've been frozen for five turns. Yes. I guess next yes. turn I will unfreeze. It's no, you still have a chance. Yeah. And yeah. we'll continue. You can be frozen indefinitely mm-hmm. if you just roll really badly. Sleep is a difficult one because on one hand, it's not busted. But on the other hand, it's busted enough that singles players have to invent a whole different rule that you can't put all your opponents' Pokemon yeah, sleep. Yeah, I get that. So, that. like, if we're going to get rid of two, those are the two to get rid of. Yeah, I get that. 
Do you think they will? I'm not sure. Very possibly. Mm, I'm... I just... I'm just confused more than anything. It, it feels more and more like Legends Arceus was just a... Okay, instead of making slight little tweaks like we normally do every generation and, and maybe rolling them back in the following one, Legends Arceus was almost like, you know what? This isn't a main... Isn't one of the main generation games. If you've got an idea, let's discuss it. Let's throw it on the board. On the board. Let's see what sticks. Um, some of it did. Some of it didn't. Um, there's a lot I loved about that. There was a hell of a lot more I loved about Legends Arceus than I didn't like. Um, I'm just wondering what, if anything, they will be pulling from that iteration of uh, Pokemon into Gen Nine. See, I'll I'm- tell you the one issue I have is mm-hmm. that. Sleep doesn't seem overpowered to me. Drowsy Agreed. seems underpowered. Agreed. Yeah, the first time... The like, fact that you can rest and yeah. only possibly have a negative side effect. Yeah, it's not... Mm, I'm not... Yeah. Drowsy, I don't think, is balanced correctly. Agreed. In my uh, personal opinion. Yeah, and like what I do like about sleep is that it... it like. It can be used offensively, i.e., okay, Spore, I'm putting my opponent to sleep, which means I'm probably guaranteed a couple of turns to do something else. But what I also like about sleep is you can use it defensively. So rest coupled with an item or snore or whatever it might be. So you can use it where, okay, I'm low on HP, I'll rest, my berry pops, I wake up, okay, I'm back in the fight. Like I, I love the fact that sleep can be used either, either way. Drowsy for me, I was like, I don't get why this one was changed. But again, was it them just going, you know what? If we're gonna if if we're gonna experiment in a game, it's got to be this one. Let's just see how it plays out. But I completely think you are right that drowsy, the drowsy states just didn't. It was really lackluster. Like I remember the first time I saw Frostbite, I was like, oh wow, this this is great. This makes sense. I love it. And the first time I I, I tried to put Pokemon to sleep to catch it and it became drowsy i was like wait what and then it was attacking me anyway and it just really threw me through the loop and my first thought was what's the point in putting pokemon to sleep yeah like i get that so yeah um the last question is are they bringing across any quality of life it's kind of tied in the last one actually are they bringing along any quality of life fixes from the previous uh couple of games such as manual evolution which i don't think is a, a thing i think that's been confirmed has it that um, manual evolution isn't a thing it's automatic like it used to be not sure because it's okay. in the overworld mm. so they are bringing over the idea that you can relearn moves on the fly great um, you don't need to go to a move relearner you just open up your menu click a pokemon and change its move set out to anything it's known previously spot on um so i can only imagine that evolution will be the same but i'm not sure on that one I, f- I feel like the same as you said, there's somewhere that we read otherwise, mm, but I don't I, remember. It's in the back of my mind that I was, uh, I, I think it is automatic, but I might, might be wrong. Is there anything else that you're unsure on? I've, I've blasted through my list. No, nothing off the top of my head. I think they've done a really good job of, you know, introducing us to a whole bunch of stuff, giving us enough information on it yeah. and then nothing more. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. They they could have gone like so many other companies do with trailers where by the time you buy and play the game, 
you, you know what it is. Yeah, it kind of takes the fun out of it. What I am looking forward to with this is that, like like I've mentioned previously, they have kind of given you the bare bones of, you know, this is this is the first Titan Pokemon. This is the first Star Path Road or whatever it's called. This is the first gym. Gives you a bit of an overview of the main mechanics and then everything else is going to be a surprise for you. So I hope you enjoy it. So I, I love the fact that even if, like, fair play if you've avoided the trails and you are truly going into this blind, like... But if that's the case, you're not listening to this podcast anyway. I should imagine <laughs> not, actually. Yeah, good point. <laughs> All um, things considered. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? People are just <laughs> downloading our podcast but not listening to it. Um, but, like, the fact that they they haven't spoiled and revealed things is, like, a credit to them. A real credit. And they, they do deserve a pat on the back for that, in my opinion. It's just a shame that the whole game leaked anyway. But that aside... That aside, are you ready to move on to the next segment? Let's do it. You're really looking forward to this this week, aren't you? I am, yeah. So th- this is this has been long overdue. It has been a while since I've watched these episodes, but they are relatively fresh in my mind. So the first episode that we're going to talk about is episode 16 absol absolved uh we're back over in the hoenn region and a character that i thought was a done and dusted one time wonder hodge and his harry armor are back yeah and... it was, I was i was really happy to see him back because i like his character design yes um, and really i love that they out. introduce his uncle as like so did you pick up on the fact that he is supposed to be like a school is like what do you call it not a school bully but like a delinquent miscreant is it something like that delinquent also works yeah Yeah. he's he's got the ripped jeans down the bottom he's got the big hair he's Mm -hmm. got the sharp teeth and stuff like that these are all signs he's got his school uniform on but it's unbuttoned at the front he's he's a very he's coded to be a japanese delinquent yeah and i love his character i love the way he's portrayed in this to just like counteract that um initial impression that he gives off agreed it was a shock in the first the first time we saw him where you know i think we said you see him and you think i know exactly who this character is and they and 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 he's not he is just a really nice person who's you know he's 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 up for a good pokemon battle and in this is another episode where like in another series, his design, he might have been the antagonist in this episode. He might have been the one who um, had all the personalities of his uncle that matched the physical appearance and what you would expect from someone that looked like that, uh, the, the character and the way he was designed. Um, I love the fact that, you know, he's he respects Ash and Go. So when they turn up trying to fix this issue, he, of course, wants to help them. He wants to figure it out. Whereas his uncle wants to... I'm trying to remember what his uncle wants to do. Does he he just wants want... to hunt down Absol, basically. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he just... Because he, there's he... a tablet in town that suggests mm. that Absol brings disasters. And that story has been passed down for generations. And they think in the old way. They do. They do. With their pitchforks and torches. Um. So... Yeah, the, the one of the notes I've got here that like the the uncle refuses to to give Ash and Go a chance to track down Absol, and Hodge backs them up. And like, no, nah, they got this. You they, you they ain't have. seen them. Yeah, exactly. Like he he puts his trust in him. And what I love about that is that like it's it's difficult to stand up to people. It's 
typically more difficult to stand up to friends and family, in my opinion and experience. So I love the fact that Hodge breaks that and goes, nah, like, uncle, just give us a chance. Let, let's let's have a go with this. So, of course, they I go mean, out. again, you talk about coding and stuff for characters. Mm. Like, his uncle is clearly supposed to be, like, an old boy. Like, he yeah. was maybe not Yakuza, but he was a gang leader of some sorts. He commands respect across the town. Yeah. And, like, that's why Hodge dresses and acts the way he does, because that that's kind of the family he lives in. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. and you kind of get that impression that he his uncle has command over the other members of or the other men in the town and what he says goes and things like that. So to stand up to someone like that is huge. Agreed, absolutely agreed. So um, they managed to find it. Uh, of course, the music kicks in and and the music the way the music plays is it kind of implies that Absol is the bad bad guy and it's backed up by Absol just attacking the party. Did you? Does he attack the party? Fun. Or does he attack the trees? Does he attack? Um, it's been that long. I don't know what, what what's the answer to that. So he... Absol like swings his head back and forth to get yeah. him to back up, and yeah. then cuts the trees down and drops them in front of him oh, to block their path. Okay. See, I I knew it was obvious that it's it like Absol's not there trying to cause trouble. He's obviously trying to stop them from reaching the summit, but me remembering back, I thought he attacked the party, but... Yeah, he, he always... It, when, it, when, it, when, when it does attack, it attacks right in front of them. Okay. Is it as a, like, backup? Yes. Okay. I like that. Um, what I also like about it is goes prepared again, um, brings Trap Inch to dig and explore, which in theory is a good idea until, like... Trapinch goes underground and realizes it realizes it's extremely cold in the area as a result of the the pipes being frozen. Yeah, so the whole story is they need the the reason people are wound up about Absol is because the hot springs have stopped running. Mm. They think Absol has brought a disaster. Turns out the whole area is frozen over and the whole area is frozen over because a bunch of Glalie have moved in. Yeah. And a um, whole bunch of Glalie have moved in because a snow run got lost here. Yeah, atop Mount the- Chimney. Which is adorable. Yeah, very cute. Like the Pokemon are taking care. Like, because in the Pokemon's opinion, they they've done nothing wrong. All they've done is, oh, we're gonna take care of this Pokemon. Like that that and wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't you take care of somebody else if you know if if they just appeared and you might not think of the consequences? And um just as Go is about to do his thing and start catching Pokemon, guess who turns up again? The Absol. Um so obviously. Go again. Go uses his smarts quite a lot in this, actually, because he he's checks. Very the- good. He is the he is the right person for this episode. Agreed. Yeah. So he he uses smarts, checks the monument. Uh, monument, the right word against the uh, the the tablet. The, the tablet. That's yeah. it. Against them. Against what is happening in the the current day, uh, and he explains how the eruption happened and um, wants to resolve the the issue. I'm trying to remember what happens at this point. So, so I've got a note here. Cinderus kicks Absol in its Pokeball to go. Like, so, did that happen? <laughs> right. So what happens is, Go figures Good. out that, like, because he tries to catch Snowrunt initially. Yes. Because um, he's like, well, if we get rid of the Snowrunt, then the Glalie will leave and everything will be fine. Mm. Absol shows up, starts attacking him again. Go immediately. His initial thought is, oh, maybe Absol is 
evil somehow. Maybe it is a dark type. Maybe it is out for no good. Rings up Hodge. He's like, Hodge, I need you to have a look at the tablet for me. See if there's anything else here. See if there's anything we're missing. Hodge has a look at it and realizes it's like, oh yeah, there was, it does seem like Mount Chimney froze over. Um, but then there's Absol down here and then the chimney, Mount Chimney erupts. And it's like, right, okay. So if the snow run and the Glalie leave, the ice will melt too quickly. The steam will build up underground and there will be an eruption. So that's what we need to avoid. He communicates that to Absol. They go up to Mount Chimney and they basically figure out that if they uh, shift one of the rocks, they can lit off the steam in a small dose so it won't cause an eruption once the Glalie leave. They start trying it, really wound me up here because, uh, sure, Cinderace is using Pyroball, even though it has like access to Double to Kick, which has been shown to break rocks before. Pikachu's using Thunderbolt instead of Iron Tail, which has been shown to break rocks before. He has access to Surfetched, who spent literally the whole time we've known it breaking freaking rocks. But no, we're going to use Pyroball and Thunderbolt here. Eventually, mm -hmm. Absol shows up, sees what they're doing, helps out. Steam gets erupted. Um, unfortunately, Absol had to like headbutt it to break the rock eventually to release the steam. Go realizes that Absol's going to get caught up in the steam blast, throws a Pokeball, and the Pokeball gets caught in the steam and becomes red hot. Go catches Absol, Cinderace goes over, kicks the ball over, it's like kicks it up a couple of times in the air until it cools down and then kicks it over to Go. And Go is like, okay, Absol, I only caught you to kind of like save your life, mm. you can go now. That's fine. If, if you want to be free, no, no harm, no foul. I just wanted to save your life, and this is how I do that. Yes. And Absol's like, no, bro, that's cool. I got you. Yeah. And goes with him. And, go, go, and, a new Pokemon. And another new Pokemon in a similar way that he's caught a few others. So Suicune, I, I completely forgot that he has a Suicune of all Mons. Um, he's building up quite a team here, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. The thing is, if he was interested in battling, he yes. would be terrifying. He yeah, he he would. He he, he actually would, which makes me wonder where, because he's he's you know as we said, like his whole thing is he wants to catch Mew. He wants to catch every Pokemon. He wants to catch Mew, which like let's say he does that. What then? Like, what would he want to do? And I don't think this is ever going to get addressed in this series. I don't think Go is going to be the type of he he accomplishes his goal in in the show. But it does make you wonder, like, if he did that, would he then go into competitive battling? Would that be something he'd want to do? Because he has been shown that while he's still quite raw and fresh, there's something to him. Like, his Pokemon trust him. So would he be a good trainer? Will we ever I find think out? It, I knows? think it's interesting because Go's caught enough Pokemon now who in themselves are interested in battling. Yes. Like his Scizor is a battler. His mm -hmm. Heracross is a battler. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a couple in there now who are like, yeah, I'm well up for fighting. So it's it'd be interesting to see if he ever went down that route. I don't yeah. think he will as long as Ash is part of the series. Yes, definitely. Uh, whether they decide to take Ash out for the Paldea series and just focus on go going forward. We'll have to find out, but yeah. Very good. Should we move on to the next episode? This is the one Nick. that I'm really excited to this talk about. This is the one you're excited for. Go on then. Episode 17, Thrash of the Titans. We're off to Univer to battle Iris. That is, that is the whole episode. It's a battle episode. It's something that 
I think over the last couple of weeks, I've been a bit disappointed where you know, we've had a lot of Go-centric episodes and um, Chloe-centric central episodes, but Ash's kind of fallen away, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we managed to get an episode and we managed to get uh, a battle that is against someone who I know was in the anime in the past as a... She was either a recurring or she was on the team. She was a companion. She was companion, right, okay. So it loses a bit for me. I'm sure it would mean more to somebody watching this who's seen... What's up? Ah, oh, so, right, you never because watched Best Wishes. No, no, what's Lucky that? you. Why, what's this? Oh, tell it's me. It's garbage. It was so bad. And you know what? Iris was one of the reasons why it was bad. Iris was a brat. Back in Best Wishes, she was horrendous to put up with. She would constantly call Ash a little kid and scream at him and shout at him, tell him he's worthless and stuff like that. Even though she was just as bad, she was great in this episode. Right, that was going to be my my next question because like, there wasn't anything about her in this episode that made me think, oh, she's a bit difficult to take or she's annoying. She seemed very mature for someone who is what? Probably about the same age as Ash. Yeah. There's yeah. one little hint of it in this where she calls Ash a kid and he's like, you're a kid too. And I'm like, all oh, right. But like, it's, it's 10 seconds. Whereas okay. that was her whole character back in best wishes. Right. Like I hated Iris and I was not looking forward to her coming back when I saw her in the opening title. Yeah. But she's fantastic in this. Great. Okay. I, I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Um, so apparently Iris is, is the reigning champ in Univer, like yep. in Black and White, Black and White 2. 2. That's it. Um, so straight away, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like, Ash hasn't fought in a while. Um, is he going to win or, win or lose? And, <laughs> like, I just... What I loved about this is the interactions between some of the Pokemon the Pokemon fighting, um, the fact that straight off the bat we get Dragonite versus Dragonite, and like these two Dragonite couldn't be further apart in terms of personalities. Like you get that that split screen where it shows Ash's Dragonite's all like lovey dovey, and Aris's Dragonite just is full of rage. Like its face is all screwed up with with mm-hmm. like rage lines, for lack of a better word. And I just I just love like the show can can show that two Pokemon of the same species are not the same Pokemon. They have their own personalities. They are their own individual things. Absolutely love it. My first so for thought- context, Go on. if I can, uh, Iris's Dragonite was one of the things that brought Charizard back into the franchise. Um, oh, and they okay. had the most heated rivalry going because Did they're both they? hot-headed and they're both yeah. angry and just want to be the best. Oh, wow. So that's that's the kind of like personality Iris's Dragonite has. It is just ready for battle every step of the way. Which is different to Ash because like I've got a, a note here that just says, is Ash's Dragonite a fighter? Like we've seen it battle, but like the rest of his team. So you think about Pikachu and everything Pikachu's been through. You think about Surfetched. Um, you think about Lucario and the Gengar. They're all Pokemon that seem to be really up for a fight. Dragonite's the one in Ash's team where I'm thinking it doesn't seem like it's there. It it almost seems like it's there just because it's like, oh, partnered with Ash and I want to go on an adventure. Not, I want to go with Ash because I want to battle strong Pokemon. I want to prove how strong I am. Well, so let's sh- not forget why she's there. Like, 
Dragonite joined at or Dragonite joined Dash's team because he helped her evolve. Yes. And yeah. taught her how to fly. And like she she turned around and was like, Oh well, you make me better yeah. Yeah. as a Pokemon, so I'll stick with you. And that's kind of brought up in this of like you really like Ash. You really like traveling mm-hmm. with him and battling something he loves. So you want to do that for him. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when Iris connected with Ash's Dragonite, I was in tears. And when they hug. Oh, it's oh. so beautiful. It's Just adorable. the idea of like if you battle harder, he will he not that he'll like you more, just the two of you will be more in sync with each other. Yes. And then that will help your bond grow. I was in floods of tears. It is oh. so beautifully animated. Yes. It was such a lovely message. It, I it love this was. Show. <laughs> I, I do as well. Um what what I did like about this initial fight, it, well, what one of the things I loved is it, it gave us a Dragonite-focused episode, which I don't think we've had in a long time. It, Dragonite's probably the one out of Ash's team that's probably had the least amount of mm, development. Yes, but that's quite new. So I've got a feeling mm-hmm. its time will come, whereas Dragonite was his first, was the first one he caught, wasn't it? Was it? It might well have been, actually. Gengar, well came, been, Gengar came came after. Yeah, yeah. So the Dragonite was first, I, I think. Um, so we we needed some of this development. Um, I do like the fact that, like, you know, these two Dragonites sizing up, Ash's Dragonite cannot stand up against Iris's. And I love the fact that Ash realizes this. Um uh-huh. And go, okay, senses he can't win and goes, okay, right, I need to come up with another another strategy. I need to do something else. And of course, in the process, Ash being Ash, it wouldn't be a gym fight if he didn't destroy the roof because that's just, just what <laughs> it's he does. how he do. It's just what he does. Like, it, what, what better way to show that Ash means business than destroying a roof? So. I will also say, I love the Dracovish love in this. Yeah. Like, it does one attack and then faints immediately but it knocks out <laughs> iris's dragonite so- but it's great it comes out and the two dragon type masters of unova are like is that thing what? a dragon <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is what this? is that abomination <laughs> exactly. you have brought to my fields <laughs> you would wouldn't you you'd look at it and think something's not right here what what kind of fever dream am i having who broke you, you? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm so glad that they've given Dracovich some, some some love in this series. And Ash Ash has a great strat to deal with the the Dragonite. So he he, he what's he do? He catches it with Fishius Rend. Fishius Rend, and then sticks Ice his Fang. head in its mouth. That's it. <laughs> it's just brilliant. And it's like, oh, Irish, you can't communicate with it anymore because it can't hear you. And then she uses Ice Fang. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. So um, Iris brings out Dracovish. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Haxorus. 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 Which again, you didn't watch Best Wishes, so but this like, her is... partner Pokemon was Axew. And yes. it was freaking adorable the whole time. And the fact that we finally get to see this thing as a Haxorus, that's so cool. It's that's nice so l- cool. It, did you watch much of Alola? Little bits and pieces here and there. Did you did you watch the bit where they go back to Kanto? Um, I don't think is that the one where he battles Brock and Misty. I think I have seen because Brock's got Steelix, hasn't he? Because Brock's got a Steelix. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, he's got I a he's got that. a Mega Steelix, so it's really cool to see like That's these it. past Pokemon, not just yeah. the not just the traveling companions, but their Pokemon yes. who are just as much a part of the show, just as big a characters as the companions themselves. 
grow and evolve yeah. literally over time. Oh, it's so good. It it is. I, I absolutely love it. Um, so the battle, it's a quick fight, like like you mentioned, like two attack, just two attacks. Drekovich is out when Iris explain Iris explains her reasoning. Basically, keep away from the Dragovish. Simple mm-hmm. as that, which I, I get that, because is it only got water gun? Is that is that something oh, that's been it's established? Got, it's got, yeah, it's got water gun, it's got ice fang now, clearly, yeah, and vicious rend. Those that's are the it. only moves we've seen it use. One day. Why has it got water gun ash? I, I don't that, yeah, that was my question. It's just it's fantastic. It's a physical attacker, you know that. Yeah, give it something a bit better, maybe. Um, so um both down to one Pokemon, Dragonite versus the Haxorus, and straight away, Dragonite isn't looking too good. It's it's already a little bit weakened from the first uh battle. And so a note I've got here, Go Go tells Ash to counterattack, which I'm a bit like, I, I hate when that happens, because I'm like, Ash, Ash is, I know that that is there for the viewer. It's not there for Ash. It's there for the viewer to go, okay, right, this is this is how Ash is going to win. This is, the, this is what is happening on screen right now. But surely there's a better way to present that. It, it, it infuriates me a little bit how... Ash is positioned as a seasoned fighter who wins a lot of battles because of his bond with his Pokemon and his quick out thinking, and thinking out of the yes. But then that gets almost knocked down a peg when you've got Go and other characters giving Ash advice or information that he should know. Like he's that quality of a, a high quality of a trainer that he should know this. So, I disagree. Okay. He's still a 10-year-old child in the heat of battle who needs his friend's support to just, like, focus him, to just bring that that thought process back, bring him centered, and go, okay, actually, I can still come back from this. Uh, there is a strategy I can come up with. They're ne- they never give him the answer because nobody can give Ash the answer to how to win the battle because only Ash can come up with those answers. Go is not sat there going, why don't you make a hurricane barrier and absorb all of this like I the dragon that, yeah. energy and then shoot it up into the sky and learn Draco Meteor out of nowhere? Go ain't saying that. It's just like, you can do it. And that's all Ash needs because Ash needs his friends. Okay. I do not see that as a negative. Okay, right. I take a uh, fair point. I take your point. Um, during the battle, Haxorus gets confused using outrage and hits itself on purpose to stop the confusion. Yeah, it was a, it was an odd addition. Like, this it's like, well, it gets confused. It's like, okay, good, good nod to the game, and then it just slaps its head against the ground. It's like, oh, it's no longer confused. I'm like, that's not how that works. It's not how it works. It it kind of makes sense in a weird way, in a w- weird, strange way. It kind of makes sense that it would snap itself out of its confusion. Yeah. But like you say, that's not how it works in the game. So like, maybe stick to it. I I don't know. Um, and then during the battle, we have a really weird moment where Iris communicates with the Dragonite. Like, yeah, because she doesn't care about winning or losing here. I mean, she does because she wants to beat Ash and she wants to climb yeah. the ranks. But, but isn't this interference? To- like, <laughs> I know it's helping Ash, but isn't this interference? Like, how does I that guess. work? Like, I, I, what's the difference between... I'm, you know, Ash is there, he's battling Leon's Charizard and he's shouting Charizard going, You suck! You're useless! Yeah, like, what, what's the difference? The difference is she can connect with Pokemon on an emotional level, and that's never seen as a bad thing. Okay, fair enough. 
is that like a magical ability she's got, or is it? Yeah, just... basically. Okay, and that was in the black yeah. and white series. Yeah, oh, she okay. she has the ability to like connect hearts with dragon types. Oh, okay. and get get on with them on emotional level. That's why she was training to be a dragon type leader because we know within the lore of Pokemon that dragon types are notoriously difficult to actually train. Mm. Um, mm. It's why she has such a leg up and such a strive to become a dragon master because she can connect with them. Okay. Um, so she's just slightly better at it than most people. I like that. I like that. Um, you've already touched on this, so um, my note is Ash is always uses some nonsense. Uh, hurricane on Dragon on itself to create a barrier and then even more Hurricane and finally redirecting Haxorus's attack to create Draco Meteor to devastate an effect. So uh, again, love the fact that Ash just pulls something out of the box that you wouldn't expect and you can do something in the anime that you can't do in the game. Um, so Ash wins. He's ranked 99 in the Ultra class now. But I do have a question. So Iris is obviously a champion. So is this, like, would this news get out in Univer and this would be a major I think, upset? I think this actually might be the first champion Ash has ever beaten as well. What other champions has he fought? So I'm pretty sure he's fought Cynthia before. I think he's fought Steven. I think he's fought uh, the X and Y champion. I always forget her name. Oh, uh, Diantha. Diantha. He's fought her before. I don't think he's ever beaten any of them. Okay. So would this be an upset? Possibly. Hmm. Because like, how did she become? So in the in the anime, is it explained how she became champion? She, because she won the Unova League. So is that a tournament style? So yeah. So much okay. in the same way as Ash is taking part in like the Kanto League, the Johto League, the Hoenn League, and so on. He has been ranked across all those different regions leagues. Mm -hmm. He is now taking part in the World Coronation Series, which is the best of the best of the best all over the world. Right. It'd be like, um, you know, someone in the UK being a football player and winning the Champions League. So it's like, yeah, you're a uh, champion, but okay. now you're playing for England and you're going to the World Cup. I get that. Very, get very that. different. So the leagues um, are different. So what mm. happens in one doesn't affect the other no. one. So maybe it wouldn't be a major upset then. because It would be. It, the story would get out. Yes, yes. But it wouldn't affect her being the champion of no, no, that region. Because it's because a different she, she will be champion until the next tournament comes yes. around. Okay, that makes sense. Right. That's okay. how I'll, it works like in that. the anime. I don't think she's got to, like, defend her title. Right, okay. Um, should we move on to the final episode? One last thing about this episode, oh, okay. and it really drove me mad when I was watching it. Uh, Drayden's voice. I was listening to it, and I was like, I know that voice. Why oh, do I know it? that voice? It is Dr. Eggman. <laughs> is it? It's Dr. Eggman. <laughs> How did I miss that? I didn't pick up I, on that at all. It was. I was literally listening to it because I've just played Sonic Frontiers. Oh, yeah. So I was like, why do I know that voice? It's got to be from something. And I looked it up. I was like, ah! Now I know. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, okay. So did, did it take you out of the episode? Because you were just trying no, to figure it out. No, not at all. It, it, it was fine. It, was, it yeah. was different inflections. Yes. But it was just like bugging me at the back of my mind the whole time. Like, who is this? I know that voice. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, great episode. Great, fantastic episode. Uh, which probably means we're not having another Ash battle uh, next week. Probably if it's not. like anything that we've been doing so far. So finally, episode 18, Under Color of Darkness. Um, Mass full of baby evolution. Um, 
However, one is missing. So I completely forgot that Go caught all five versions of the Floy Baby, which for those of you who don't know, there are five versions. Basically, the flower is different for each of them. Um, and it's the white one that's missing, which is the rarest of them all. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, so the they managed to track down the Flabebe, which um, it's missing a petal from its flower. So, of course, Go, being you know a great trainer and all that, decides, yeah, let's just go off to Kalos for an adventure and try and find this, this flower. And I'd love to be able to be like, oh, my dog lost its favorite toy. I guess we're flying to France yeah. to find a new one. I, I was just like, okay, sure, right. Uh, it's just, it's just, ri- whatever. I need to move on from trying to work out like how this <laughs> would work in the real world because it's not the real world. I get it. Um, one thing that I did like is Flabebe controlling Govi, its hair. I mean, it's not really controlling it like Ratatouille is, but like just kind of goes playing along. Absolutely love it. And of course, Grookey gets involved because why wouldn't it because it's always mischievous so oh, what a little brat it is isn't it it's like <laughs> he winds me up so much <laughs> like i get it you're cute you get away with it but ah oh, but like I'll throttle it yes exactly it is like oh like if this it's almost like you know how you see some parents where they've got multiple children and there's that one child that can get away with murder like that's what grookey is right now grookey can get away with absolutely anything he's the youngest child as well he is yes, of all three stars he is right. the youngest child that's he it just gets away with it do you think that's going to come back to bite him in the bum later on not like disciplining it or do you think it's just going to be something that it phases out of when it evolves no idea okay we'll have to wait and see won't we um so we end up at the original place where for, for the baby found its flower only to find that of all things a boulder has fallen on it um, we continue to 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 search, exploring the um, the wild, and only to discover. I think it's at night, isn't it? Flo baby's disappeared. The the white flowered flo baby, and it's trying to make its broken flower work. Um, which is it was. This is a little bit heartbreaking, in my opinion. Like I I get that. Like just get another flower. Like do do you need a white flower? It doesn't matter. But it was a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it clearly matters to the Flabebe. Yes. And I love that that's never, ever questioned by the team. They're just like, yeah, if it means that much to you, it means yeah. that much to us. Definitely. I, I, it, it's adorable. Um, one note I've got here is like almost the differences in episodes. If this was in... So Ash typically helps out random Pokemon that aren't on his team or his team. What I do like about these episodes is... Go is helping Mons that he caught ages ago, and you haven't seen them, but it's obviously showing that he cares about all the Mons that he's caught. Yeah, they're not just dumped in a box and yes. left there. Exactly, that's what I, I love, and uh, the fact that all his Pokemon are wild in Cerise Park, and you know we've we've had loads of episodes just with different Pokemon. I know we've got some of the recurring Pokemon, mainly as starters. But for the most part, he's just cycling in and out of these different, you know, uh, dealing with these different mons that he's got. So I, I do like that about the, this episode and other episodes as well. Um, so as we progress, we we find a, is it a Florgus? Is that how you pronounce it? Florgus. 
Flaugeous. Uh helps out glow uh, goes for the baby is it too lost one of its flowers when it was younger. Now this is a little bit different. It's it lost an orange flower, apparently, which is is nearly as rare as white. So Just we've got as some rare kind of if not, yeah. We've got some kind of like ranking system going on with flowers here. Um so sometime later, after a bit more exploring, the team come across some white flowers that bloom under the moonlight. And mm-hmm. Flabebe uh, uses grassy terrain, evolves, causing more white flowers to to bloom, which I, r- I really enjoyed that. The, the fact that they take a flower, but it's almost ones if other mons have this issue in the future, what can we, you know, and, and Flabebe's thinking about other mons as well. I quite like that. Yeah, I, I like the, the sort of dex entries they read out for us. Like, oh, you know, Flabebe's carry flowers, um, Floet's race flowers, and then Florgis's grow entire flower gardens for future flabebe and things like that so we see goes one go from like i want my own flower mm. to it finds it and it's like well what if other what if other flabebe lose theirs there's there's only one left here that's not good enough um i might have to stay here and just tend to these very rare flowers now and make sure nothing happens to them so that future flabebe who want white flowers can find them yeah it's really sweet and it we is. get to see go Give up a Pokemon for the right reasons for once. Yeah, he, he, he does. Yeah, I, I, I mean to be fair, he has got four of a Floet, so he's not that. Uh, he's not that. He's not going without. But the fact that he, like, it just shows that yes, he wants to catch them all, but that doesn't mean he's going to force them all to stay with him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he, he actually, even though he's going for you know quantity for lack of a better analogy, quantity over quality, which isn't isn't the case, but the fact that he's just going for a wide range of, po- range of Pokemon, whereas Ash is going for a smaller number of Pokemon, that doesn't mean that he cares about his Pokemon any less. Yeah. Like and again, that. as I say, like he's tried to give up Cinderace or Rabu or Scorbunny a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's tried to give away another Pokemon as well. And it's just, it's never felt, good it's never felt like it was the right choice um whereas this one very much came as like he was understanding what the floet wanted yes it wasn't i think this is best for you so i'm gonna make the hard decision it's like no you idiot that's not how pokemon work they will tell you what the right decision is and you just need to listen exactly and this time he did he did i like it i like the little bit of growth we're getting from go Mm -hmm. it's slow but it's it's there it is Three great episodes. I really enjoyed discussing them this week. Um, are you up for playing a game? I guess so. Perfect. In front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, can you spot the fake entry? So, up first is Absol. Pokedex entry number one. Every time Absol appears before people, it is followed by a disaster, such as an earthquake or a tidal wave. As a result, it came to be known as the disaster Pokemon. Pokedex entry number two. It sharply senses even subtle changes in the sky and the land to predict natural disasters. It is a long-lived Pokemon that has a lifespan of 100 years. Can you say that one again, please? The full thing? Yes, please. Okay. It sharply senses even subtle changes in the sky and the land to predict natural... It sharply senses. It sharply senses even subtle changes in the sky and the land to predict natural disasters. It is a long-lived Pokemon that has a lifespan of 100 years. And yeah, the okay, third... so that's top of the list. <laughs> okay. 
Third and final Pokedex entry. Stop it! <laughs> Third and final Pokedex entry. Driven into the mountains because of human misgivings towards it, Absol are known to spend many years living in solitude. <laughs> Do you mean it's sharp senses? Is that what you tried to write? No, just, are you picking number two? I'm picking number two! It's not number two! It's, it's not number two! It's not number two! It's number three! <laughs> How do you sharply sense something? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know. I, I sense it. Ow. <laughs> Sharply. <laughs> Ow. It hurts to sense these things. It's like a so, stabbing pain in my ribs. So like when you laugh too much. Ah. So, There's disaster coming. Oh, well, I'll have to put up with it for another uh, 90 years. All right. right. <laughs> I'm I'm going back to just double check this. Yeah, it's an emerald. It's an emerald. It, it's a Pokedex entry that only... Is it, bizarrely only in one of the games it's in Pokemon Emerald and yeah apparently sharply sensey stuff even I, like when I read that out and you asked me to do it again my first thought was oh I've just the, the Discord's broken I up or it a like little that. bit yeah and I was like oh okay right I hope that doesn't throw you off because I, I was hoping I didn't mis mispronounce something and you think oh, that's why that's the fake one, because he, yeah, he's no. written it wrong. But yeah, so yeah, so that's that's the official one, I'm afraid. It sharply senses. That's sharply not- senses. Sort it out, Pokemon. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so the second Pokemon is Haxorus. So Pokedex entry number one. The tusks of Haxorus rarely look identical. This is because they grow larger as it expands its territory and fade in color as it grows older. Second Pokedex entry. While usually kind-hearted, it can be terrifying if angered. Tusks that, tusks that can slice through steel beams are now are how Haxorus deals with its adversaries. Third and final Pokedex entry. Its resilient tusks are its pride and joy. It licks up dirt to take in the min- minerals it needs to keep its tusks in top condition. Okay, I think I've read the third one. I'm going to go with the second one because I'm pretty sure it's never kind. It's not, it's not, it's not a well-mannered Pokemon at all. Okay, uh, apparently it is. Uh, number two's cor- uh, uh, sorry. Number two is a real Pokedex entry. Number one's the fake one. Number one's the fake one. That was oh, really one. well written. Thank you. I was listening to that like, man, I hope that's real because that's really cool. Thank you very much. I should write these. Come on, game. You please. should some, out, some of them. You should. I'll give you that. Thank you. I like that a lot. Okay, let's see if you like the last one a lot. So the final Pokemon is Flabebe. So Pokedex entry number one. It draws out and controls the hidden power of flowers. The flower that Flabebe holds is most likely part of its body. Second Pokedex entry. Flabebe is a female-only species. However, there are occasional rumors of a male equivalent in a far-off region. And the third and final Pokedex entry. It's not safe without the power... Sorry, let me start that one again. Third Pokedex entry. It's not safe without the power of a flower but it will keep traveling around until it finds one with the color and shape it wants. I, oh, this is a hard one because the first one's incorrect. Right. The second one, I want to be one you've made up because otherwise it's a really interesting Pokedex that I've actually got to look into. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one sounded fine. I'm going to go with the second one. You got right. two for all of them. <laughs> I am right. right. Okay. Well done. Well oh. done. Well done. I, I was to, like, I went that's a really cool bit of info. Have I not found that yet? Has nobody found that yet? <laughs> I I was hoping, I was hoping the first one would. Tr- I was hoping either the first first or third one would throw you off because they kind of contradict one another. Because the first one's about mm-hmm. 
the flower is apparently part of its body, whereas the third one is about how it'll travel around. And obviously, we've just seen the anime, and the anime isn't always the... Sometimes yeah, but it depends what you class as part of your body. Like, if you wow. have if you have an amputee, and they have to have a prosthetic, is that prosthetic part of their body? Interesting question. Um, Interesting question, mm. probably the one we're not going to answer here, because it's way too philosophical. And we're oh, yes. Pokemon oh, yes. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm... I thought you might get that. Like, honestly, when I was writing that one, I thought, okay, maybe the second one is just too too unique of a Pokedex entry to not go for that one. But like yeah, Honestly, I'm, I'm, it wasn't it wasn't that it was too out there. It was the fact that it was like, there's no way I haven't heard about yeah, this. I get that. I get that. I and part of the reason I put that in there was just because we do have another region coming out. And maybe mm-hmm. you were like, oh, maybe this is an entry from you know, sword and shield and, yep. you know, the setting something up, but well done. You got one out of three this Woo. week. I, I thought that was a really good week though. Not I think my, you did. You wrote some really good ones there. Thank you. I really like that Haxorus one. Yeah. I'm so happy with how that one turned out. Perfect. Let's move on to comments and questions. We have just the one this week, which is actually from a couple of weeks ago that we, that we missed out. Uh, Tony over on YouTube asked us, uh, what's your guys' favorite tournament? Anime, sports, competitive? You decide. Um, have you got something for this? Um, I think, because I don't watch a lot of sport. There are two sports I watch. Mm-hmm. One is rugby. I will yeah. watch the uh, Seven Nations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will watch Seven Nations whenever that's on. And the other one, weirdly enough, uh, Six Nations. I was like, I said it, and I was like, that's wrong. That's the song. It's Six Nations. See, I don't know enough about rugby. I was a bit like, I, I thought it was Six, and then I thought, I'm not a rugby fan, mate. I'm not going to st- step in this and go, well, oh, actually. I, 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 <laughs> it, was, it was one of those where I had the song stuck in my head, Seven yes. Nation Army, and then was like, uh, that's, that's not right, though. Hang on. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Six Nations I will watch uh, okay. every year when that comes on, because it usually, um, especially when I used to be at university, I went to university in Wales, big rugby town kind of thing yeah um and the final day is usually coincides with st patrick's day so it was a great day to go out and drink and celebrate and just have a lot of fun so six nations i'll watch and the other one weirdly enough whenever the olympics comes around yeah i like the cycling oh okay i never follow it any other time but whenever the olympics is on i really like watching the cycling okay right i don't think i've ever really watched the cycling like the the Olympics is one of those strange ones where I always every time the the Olympics is on I will find myself watching something but there isn't anything that I deviate to or go to every single time it's like oh this is on the TV this is on in the background I'll watch that um in terms of like what my favorite tournaments are I've got two answers to this um only a couple of weeks ago I played in a football tournament absolutely loved it by the end of it I was shattered but I really enjoyed the fact that I got to play against multiple teams in short competitive games. Absolutely fun. And then um, a long time ago now, when the Olympics was in London, uh, one of my university friends got tickets to watch the um, indoor uh, men's volleyball, which he asked me to go. I was like, you know what? Not really my kind of sport. Don't think I'll enjoy it. However, I'm not going to pass up seeing an Olympic Games in London. So went along to it. 
oh my God, one of the most competitive and fun sports I have ever seen. So it plays a bit like um, tennis where you have to score, and I don't know tennis that well either, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, where like you have to you have to typically win the last two sets, is it? Or the last two points? You have to win two in a row. Yes. So volleyball... Uh, if, if it's even. Yes. So volleyball follows that format. So the match just kept going on and on and on because neither team could get the advantage. And every time that one of them pulled ahead, it was like the other team like rose to the challenge and like it it just kept going on. It was fantastic. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely shattered after because going down to London and all that day and then watching it, it was just it was just loads of fun. Really enjoyed it. Uh so if you ever get a chance to watch some competitive sports, do it. It's it's always a good laugh. Yeah, the atmosphere will always carry you, if nothing else. Agreed. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, or by leaving it on our Discord channel. I'll tell you what, shall we put out a shout-out asking for people to give us their views on Scarlet and Violet? Oh, very much so. Yes. Very much so. So, basically, play the game. Uh, doesn't matter if you are 10 minutes into it, an hour into it, 10 hours into it, Probably just don't spoil anything, but just give us your initial thoughts on what you do or do not like about the game. That would be a great thing to discuss next week. Um, Let's move on to plugging. Uh, what content have you got coming up? I think I can guess. Uh, I'm going to be streaming the game all weekend. There we go. Uh, the plan <laughs> is eight hours Friday, Saturday, and probably six on Sunday. Ooh, okay. With, with, with some like multiplayer terror raids on yes. Monday. Very nice, very nice. Um, I've got Friday booked off um, to record content with British Eagle. We're doing a cage lock. I cannot wait to do that because, like, this is going to make me fall in love with the Pokemon. I feel because I'm gonna I'm gonna form those emotional bonds with them. These new Pokemon that I haven't seen before that I give a nickname to, they inevitably die in the Nuzlocke. Really looking forward to that. And then I do want to try and fit in some streams as well um when i can yeah that, that's the show for this week and i cannot wait for next week and if you've gotten this far you're just a top dollar aren't you connor where can we find you you can find me on my youtube channel at captain fidget or on twitter at cap fidget perfect and i'm ben and you can find me as professor hoen gaming on youtube and professor hoen on twitter and twitch as for the golden world podcast you can find us on the usual platforms search for golden world podcast on youtube or on your usual podcast app Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!